0: Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. And by Dow Automotive Systems, innovations for clean powertrain solutions. This is AutoLine Daily for March 14, 2011. And now the news. The earthquake in Japan, besides being a terrible tragedy, is having a big impact on the automotive industry. Virtually all automotive production in Japan is at a halt though automakers signaled they could resume making cars before the week is out. If the disruption only lasts a week, then the impact will not be that great. However, Japanese suppliers export parts all around the world, and that could affect both Japanese and other automakers who rely on those parts. Bloomberg reports that the price of copper, aluminum and nickel fell because of an expected drop-off in demand. Speculators also bid up the stock of Chinese and Korean automakers in the belief they will be the big beneficiaries of the work stoppage in Japan. But here's my auto line insight. Anyone betting against the Japanese is going to end up losing. Yeah, there might be a short term blip, but it will be very short term. Also, you've seen the pictures of all those smashed up cars and trucks. They're going to have to be replaced and that's going to turn into a boom for Japanese car companies. Now over to that ongoing saga at Renault, where one of the company's security officers was jailed and charged with what they're calling organized fraud. They're accusing this guy of coming up with the scheme to dupe the company out of nearly $350,000. And if it turns out Renault was wrong, some French politicians and union officials are saying the top executive must resign. No, they're not talking about COO Patrick Pallada. They're talking about none other than Carlos Gowen. But you watch. These two gentlemen will be profusely apologetic, but they'll keep their jobs. Speaking of people, we know a little bit more about the new CFO at General Motors. Daniel Ammon, 38 years old, grew up on a dairy farm in New Zealand. He joined the company last year, and prior to that, he was with Morgan Stanley, where he advised GM before and during its bankruptcy. Here's the great part about him. He owns a 1961 Cadillac convertible and drives a CTS V wagon. You know, in my book that makes him a car guy and having a CFO who understands product can only be good for GM. And speaking of General Motors, the company will bring the Chevy Captiva Sport to the US to sell to fleet customers. Right now, the Captiva is sold on every continent except North America and Antarctica. It's essentially a Chevy Equinox. GM says only minor changes are needed in order to meet U.S. regulations. The idea is to offer the Captiva Sport only to fleets because selling the Equinox to fleets would hurt its residual value. BMW just revealed its redesigned 6 Series. The large two-door benefits from numerous upgrades. Surprisingly, the company changed quite a few hard points on it. The wheelbase is 75 millimeters longer—that's nearly three inches—which should give rear seat passengers a nice bump in legroom. The car is also 39 millimeters wider and 5 millimeters shorter than its predecessor. Speaking of numbers, this sporty two-door is powered by either a straight-six engine with 320 horsepower or an optional V8 delivering 407 ponies. Both turbocharged power plants are matched to a standard eight-speed automatic. The car also features a fuel-saving stop-start system, as well as electrically-boosted steering. All kinds of other gadgets are available, like night vision, parking assist, and a raft of other active, dynamic, and adaptive electronic doohickeys. As you'd expect, BMW claims the 2012 6 Series has better driving dynamics than its predecessor. No word yet. On pricing or availability. There's more than one way to skin a cat or, in this case, get a truck across a river. Autoblog found this little treat on YouTube and it's pretty ingenious. Who needs a bridge? These crafty and gutsy Bolivians made a ramp out of a few planks of wood and then drove this Toyota pickup up onto a couple of boats. Now, mind you, these are little more than canoes, which makes the feet all the more impressive. With a little paddling and some pretty serious bailing, the truck made it to the other side without getting wet. And it's amazing how people can improvise things. Ford is starting to eco-boost a slew of engines, not just its 3.5-liter V6. I'll show you what some of that's all about right after this. Introducing Bridgestone's third generation of run-flat tires with groundbreaking new Bridgestone technologies. Bridgestone run-flat tires offer improved ride comfort, lower rolling resistance, and improved wear, while giving you the peace of mind and comfort you need. We've been showing you some of the new applications that Ford has coming for its EcoBoost technology. I want to show you my impressions of what that's like on smaller engines in bigger vehicles. So right now I'm in a Ford Edge with a 2.0-liter 4-cylinder engine, but this one's EcoBoost. It's got over 230 horsepower, 250 foot-pounds of torque, and I'm telling you, if somebody didn't tell me that this was a 4-cylinder engine, I would never believe it. I can't believe how the power comes on on this thing without straining whatsoever. It's not revving way up to get all kinds of power. You just step into it, and this thing starts to move. I would have never believed that in a vehicle as large as the Edge, and kind of heavy, that you could make a four-cylinder engine work this well. Now we've got this in the Ford Mondeo European version, the EcoBoost with the two-liter engine, same as that we just drove in the Edge, but in a vehicle that's a little bit lighter, little bit smaller and man this thing gets it. It's just so nice how the power comes on just touching into the accelerator without having to really mash it. And then when you do mash it the power really comes on like a sledgehammer. So Ford's really got something here with this EcoBoost system and it's just terrific to see them applying it to so many different engines. A 1.6 liter, 2 liter, 3.5 liter, putting it in everything from Nice family sedans to pick up trucks to crossovers. Really impressive what they're doing with this. And uh, I think the public in the marketplace are just going to go ape over this stuff. Even though other automakers have the same kind of direct injection turbocharged technology, none of them are as aggressive as Ford in offering this technology on multiple engine lines and in all different sizes of vehicles. I'll bet they all get there, but Ford got there first. And that's today's report on the top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.